0: Frankly, my dear, she does give a damn. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hi, love. Happy You're Welcome Wednesday. This is my last episode recorded from Brooklyn for a while, as on Saturday, we are headed down to Mexico for a month. Travel is such a huge desire and dream and part of my life, and I hear from so many of you that travel is a huge desire of yours as well. And today, I want to talk not just about travel, but making your dreams and desires happen. We talked about this in episode 33. If you haven't listened to that, I'll link that below, where we really want to notice what we crave, what we wish. We've been talking a lot about mindfulness the last couple of weeks. And a lot of my heart in episode 33, which is also part of the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal, for those of you that have that, is that I believe we have more ability than we initially think to actually have lives that are more like what we desire. And I think there are a lot of thoughts, yearnings, longings, daydreams, wouldn't it be nice if... And they can feel really far away. It feels like, well, that's not possible. And we immediately come up with why that wouldn't happen for me, why that wouldn't work, what all my objections are. But I think we can get into this headspace of, well, how could I add a little bit of that in? Or am I actually actively thinking about and trying that? Or am I not as empowered as I really could be over Maybe my life could feel a little bit more like what these yearnings are. Let me listen to them as opposed to brush them off or just kind of be like, well, I wish that could be true, but it's not going to. So I'd shared on Instagram stories that I have IG collections, which is something that exists on Instagram. If you don't know, you can Google it and figure it out. But it's basically saved folders that you can save images into. I have a lot of IG collections, whether I was saving decor things when I was decorating my home or inspiration images or brands when I was planning my wedding. And travel is a huge one of those that I just see so much that inspires me. And if it's a specific hotel or a city or a country, I will just save that instead of simply being like, oh, wish I could go there, swipe. I'm like, I maybe could go there someday. I can look into this more. And I have that saved so that then when I do want to do that, I have a place to go back to because I think there's other times where we want something in our life and then if we actually sit down to be like, well, what if I took a trip? Gosh, I could go anywhere in the world. Like where would I even begin to go? And our mind can kind of draw a blank. And you can notice, actually, there's all these desires I've already had and I've collected them here in this little online box. Let me flip through these Polaroids and see which of that inspires me. So I had this giant travel folder. and I. Jeremy and I were went to brunch one day and I said to him, if we have a baby in three to five years, what will we be grateful that we did now? And you've heard me share here before, we're not 100% on kids. We're a little bit on the fence on that. It freaks us out a little bit to even think about because I feel so like not where we're at right now. But we do know it's a strong possibility and we want to live our lives in such a way that we leave open the possibilities that we want. And so let's let's go to brunch and talk about this. What would we be grateful that we did right now? And for us, the number one thing was travel. And that is by no means to say that we wouldn't also travel when we had a baby or a kid or multiple kids. We a hundred percent would. It is very much a part of our lifestyle and something that we will always do. But is there anything that we would? be grateful we did now when we didn't have kids. And the first thing that came up for both of us was Asia. We've talked about how we want to go to Asia. It's a huge desire for both of us. And yes, if we could do, neither of us have ever been that far. We haven't been halfway around the world. So if we could do that super long flight without a baby for the first time, that would be a bonus. We've never gone someplace where you can't even begin to read or speak or pronounce the language. We've been to European countries or Spanish-speaking countries and that it just feels like a very different thing to show up in Tokyo and be like, I can't even pretend that I know maybe what this word means or try to sound it out. So that's a a bigger thing. So because we sat down and had that conversation, we then were able to say, okay, well, what would that look like? When would we we do that in our schedule? We thought, okay, well, summer, we, we usually take a trip in the summer. So we started kind of thinking, all right, we would go in summer. Then we did some research and we saw actually spring is supposedly the best time to go. So we're like, okay, well, it's too close for this spring. So a year from now, like, let's take a look at that. All right, Asia is a big country. Where would we, you know, want to go? So then we, I said, I've got all these saved places in these Instagram collections. Let me be a super nerd and move these over to a spreadsheet. And Jeremy also has places that he saved on his Instagram. So we opened up a shared Google Doc and we started putting down what are the continents, the countries, the cities that we have saved on here. And let's just actually create a sort of dream document where we can visually see everything written down. So my first question for you is, are you writing down your dreams? Now, obviously, as the creator of the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal, I am super passionate about the concept of actually writing down your dreams. This is something we are encouraged to do often, but I don't think we tend to think about it like this. Oh, I really want to go travel more. Okay, well, do you have a travel document where you are, do you have a, a place that you are collecting those inspiration images on Instagram? And then at some point, are you turning them into a document where you can actually see it? And then are you doing some research on it to actually, we went through this whole doc and we said, what's the best time of year to travel to all these places? And how far a flight from New York are they? Because it's going to be different if we're looking to go to some place for a long weekend or a week versus a month. And so kind of getting our bearings. FYI, I am horrible at geography. Jeremy gives me the worst, like teases me so much about it, but I'm horrible at geography. So I would not be able to... Off the top of my head, necessarily tell you exactly where all these places were. So doing that, are you actually researching it and exploring what would it be like? I mean, how many hours are we talking? So if we're talking it's a twenty four hour flight, then how long would we need to be there for? You know and and we're not saying you don't even have to be saying that you're going to go right now. You don't have to say you're ever going to go. but you're just go- going one baby step closer to, What's the reality of this? You know, maybe you are looking up what would a flight cost on, you know, June 1st, if you're like, if, if that's your day. Let me just do a quick Google search. What is a flight cost ballpark so that I could know what what we're talking about there? But I'm curious, are you talking about what the what these dreams and desires are? Are you having conversations about them with your partner, with your family, with your team, with your friends? It may be the reality that getting that time off of work or saving up that money may be a very far away dream, but I think for all of us, we are a little more empowered than we can initially think when these things come up. And when I started talking about this spreadsheet, I got so many DMs from you guys like, oh my gosh, this is a genius idea. I've never thought about this. And I just started to think we will write, many of us will sit down and write, here is my plan for You know, my my 10-year vision for my my company or for my career, I'm going to have accomplished this. A lot of us have that. But when it's something like, when I say travel, do I just leave it as I want to travel the world? I want to see the world. Okay, and that's fine in a certain season. But is it perhaps time to have conversations about it, do some research about it, put it down on paper, look a little further into it? In the recent episode that we did on essentialism, I shared that it was reading page 93 in that book almost three years ago when I was in Milan, Italy, that he talks about someone hitting burnout and going on sabbatical for a year with their family in the south of France. And that that reading that word sabbatical, that one person story, lit something for me. I started saving money and shifting things in my business. And the following summer, I went on a sabbatical. But I didn't even realize until I saw that page this time, the fourth time reading through it, I thought, I wonder if there was anything in that teeny little kernel about the South of France that has played into Jeremy and I's life goals now five years later. Because I shared in episode 33 about how one of the films that's always stood out to me is The Talented Mr Ripley with Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon and Jude Law. And it's it's not a happy movie. So it's not that I'm like, oh, this is a dark and twisty movie. I'd like my life to feel that way. But there's something about that that just makes me wistful. Like the the way she's dressed, I think they're in Italy, but like Italian Italian Riviera, French Riviera, very similar vibes. He's a writer, he's out on his balcony and he's writing and she's walking in the local markets and they're out on boats and they have a friend that comes to visit. And I mean, there's so much that is exactly what my sort of dream life has been that then flowed into, I went to Paris on my sabbatical, had no plans to go to the south of France, uh, ran into a ex-boyfriend who had been studying French. We ran into each other in Paris. He told me about Marseille. I ended up, staying longer on my sabbatical. I went to the south of France. I had this magical story that I've told of this tiny little town called Riaz where I we had a magical encounter meeting this couple and staying with them for a week and meeting all of their friends in town. And it sort of planted in me the idea of, what if you could come back to a place like this every summer? And I saw this Australian couple doing this. And you know people. You you have some friends in town. You have people that you're seeing again the next summer. You don't have to fully move to that country, but you kind of build some relationships. It's not the same thing as just traveling to a different place every time. So that planted another little seed. I took Jeremy to Paris for our first trip together and he loved it and we really fell in love on that trip. And so then uh, the uh, elopement story that I'd always had in my head, which was like, we'll run off to the English countryside because I'd grown up spending a lot more time in England. Then it suddenly became the 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 south of France and and other things that you know, I've told that story about um, playing 36 questions to love from uh, the New York Times survey. And we both described our ideal day. And it was, you know, boat and sunshine and friends and music. And so it kind of was this slow evolution into what now is our vision that we will we will spend six weeks every summer. Uh probably in the south of France and probably over time eventually saying this is the town we go back to every year rather than constantly going someplace else. But I can look back and say, well, I saw that that movie, I don't know when I came out, I mean 10 years ago or something. And then I read that one page 93 in Essentialism five years ago. And then four years ago I went to the south of France. And then three years ago I took Jeremy to Paris. And then a year and a half ago we eloped and somewhere over time these dreams and these desires start to build. And I think by paying attention to all those little kernels and the reality that I, when I first saw Talented Mr. Ripley and when I first read that page of Essentialism, it was nowhere in my conscious, consciousness that could be my life. I didn't immediately go, you know what? I could probably go I go to the south of France every summer for six weeks and da 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 It was one little kernel on top of the other. But I think by paying attention to those things, we can put those together faster and realize, I wonder if I'm onto something here. How could I fold this into my life? And long-term travel specifically as the goal may not be feasible for everyone, but I do think it is more feasible for some than people consider. I was just having a conversation with one of my best friends who is uh, just newly gone through a divorce and she's a single mom and she's kind of pondering that her ex husband has moved someplace else. And she's like, you know, I really don't have to stay where I'm at. Like there's kind of a sense of, gosh, I could go anywhere and I could decide that at any time. And it's sort of freeing, but it's sort of overwhelming. And through us talking, she got to this aha of, you know, I could just go for a month in the summer and a month at Christmas. My child has off for a month or two in the summer and my child has off for three weeks at the holidays. Maybe I don't have to fully decide, am I leaving? Am I moving someplace else? I could go for a month and a month. And when she said that and I thought, oh my, why didn't I suggest this to you? Because that is our, our vision. I said to Jeremy a couple years ago, I was like, I I've lived in New York for so long, and I love it here. But I said, I don't think I can do full winters here anymore. The year that we were engaged, we were planning to do a New Year's Eve wedding here in New York City. And that year, so I guess this would have been two years ago, the winter was so cold that I was like, this is crazy. We can't. Our families are going to have to buy parkas. What if people get snowed in? Like, they can't get in. This is just miserable. And that's when I snapped and was like, where is the warmest, closest place we can go to? And we stumbled upon Cartagena, Colombia. But it was just such a brutal winter. And the last two winters have not been as bad. But I had said to him that year, this this has got to be the last summer that we spend here. So I've I've kind of already said, okay, six weeks in the winter, I go someplace warm. And then we've said six weeks in the summer, we go to south of France. So then realizing that's never been a conversation that one of my best friends and I have had for her, but something shifted in her life. And even as we were talking about it, I didn't immediately say, you know, why don't you think about what Jeremy and I are thinking about doing? Now, ours is not based around having a child out of school. It simply is winter is when it's cold and summer is when it's lovely in the south of France. (laughs) So we all can have our different reasons. I had other friends here from New York that... Similarly, we're struggling with a cold, and they tested out for eight weeks in California. Uh, My friends, Gerard and Jesse, they said to his boss, I want to work remote for eight weeks, and if we like it, I'd like to move to the LA office. And he was terrified to have that conversation, and he went in saying, if my boss says no then I will just start looking for jobs and we'll decide that we're going to move. But they were able to test it and to see that they absolutely loved it. My friends, Mike and Ashley, um, Jesse. by the way, these friends that I'm mentioning, Jesse is Style and Pepper on Instagram. If you follow her, Ashley is Ashley Lemieux of The Shine Project. If you know any of these gals, but Mike and Ashley, Airbnb'd their home for two months. They had a really devastating situation in their life where they lost their adopted children um, in a court battle and they just didn't want to go through the first Christmas without them in their home. But also, they didn't want to just, you know, like financially, they thought, well, we could Airbnb our home for two months while we go travel. It ended up not only covering their mortgage, but also paying for their whole trip. Longer story, but it kind of got them onto this whole like, wait a minute, maybe we should be doing more Airbnbs. And now they run a bunch of those. But it could be saying, can we pull our kids out of school for a month and homeschool them? Can we, do we have a nanny that can travel with us? And I realized, of course, that you know, that isn't going to be feasible financially for everyone, but just, it, but it is. There's cause someone listening that's like, that's always been my problem. I think we could homeschool the kids. And then I think, okay, but if I'm working remotely, who's going to really be watching the kids all day? I'm not going to get my work done. And that person is going to go, oh my gosh, I didn't think, what if we got my like 16, you know, my 18 my year old niece who's doing her gap year, what if we got her to come with us? She could watch the kids. We're giving her a free trip to Europe, and then I can still get work. Like, You just kind of get creative and see what what could work for you. I also have two past episodes on travel, and I will link those below if you specifically want to go back and think more about travel and hear more on this. But I think the real question for me is, are you workshopping your life? (laughs) And are you thinking from the perspective that it doesn't have to be either or? I think there are a lot of things in our life that is we need to – I have another uh, friend that is trying to decide whether or not they want to move. And she's really torn. She's like, I mean, here's the pros here and here's the pros there. And I said to her, what if you think about this as it's a five-year period? I wonder if you're thinking about this as if we move from our family now, we will never live near family. What if you thought, you know, now would be the better time to – live away from family and when our kids are old enough to really appreciate their relationship with their cousins, then we move would move back. If, instead of saying, if we leave living by the beach now, we will never live by the beach. Can it be, we're moving for five years to save money to this other place so that we can grow our businesses and be in a better position to move back? Does that sort of yes and mentality Open up so many more possibilities. I realized that we went down and visited Charleston in the fall that you uh, saw on Instagram. And it's because I don't know if we will always live in New York, but I have no idea where else we would live. And it kind of stresses me out. Some people that wouldn't bother, Jeremy doesn't bother him. I'm just, I'm a dreamer, I'm a vision caster. I don't like, (laughs) I can't really picture what our house is going to look like or what our life is going to look like 10 or 20 years from now. So I said, while we know we are years away from moving, if we did, let's start to go visit some other places because we just have no idea where else we would go. And so we went down for a weekend and we went down with the intention of, quote, workshopping our life. We didn't stay right downtown, which would have been cute and we could have walked everywhere. But we said, if we really lived here... Would we live downtown? No, a reason to live there would be to be able to be living on the beach. So let's go live on the beach and let's go in November. Not in like magical weather, but what is it like to live in winter on the beach down south? Like we're going to have to drive to get into town. We're going to have to drive to get to where the churches are or whatever. And so we really workshopped our life a little bit more for that weekend as opposed to, oh, yeah, I've been to Charleston, but I just went as a tourist and I didn't really think through, well, how would this look or feel if it was different? And we came back being like, "Eh, I mean, probably not. I think that's likely a no. But it just allowed us to be like, okay, that was one baby step in that direction. I fantasize, I mentioned this last week uh, briefly on that Instagram episode, I kind of have this fantasy about life in Bali. And I realized Bali's maybe been really hyped up on Instagram, but I just have this kind of constant daydream of, would life be magical in Bali? And by the way, you pretty much can fill in any just like smaller, tropical, pretty, beachy place. (laughs) And I really don't know, would I be less anxious there? Would I leave New York and go, oh my gosh, I had no idea. That there was just this constant sort of adrenaline and energy and like, oh gosh, I'm a happier person in this like slower, spacious life. Or would I be totally bored? Would I be like, oh my gosh, I am panicking. I hyped this up and I thought that this was going to be magical. And like, what the flip? I've only ever lived in a huge city. What am I doing? I'm like, I'm so depressed. I'm so bored. Like, I don't know. Would I be happier there or would I be uninspired? Would I... You know, Would I be lonely? And that really could pretty much be any place not New York because we're not going to move to London or Paris and pretty much anything that's not those kinds of places is just going to feel slower, right? So it doesn't even really matter if it's Charleston versus Bali. But I've said to Jeremy, I think I need to test it out. You know, we did it for a weekend in Charleston. Uh, we're kind of doing it for a month in Mexico. I'd say we're doing it for three weeks because we're going on actual holiday the last week. Um, and the first three weeks, we're just testing it out a little bit more. It's still not going to be like, this is life. And the place that we're going to visit is not where we would particularly move to. But I said to him, when we go to Paris for two weeks, that's really the same as New York. That's that's no different let's, it has the same energy and the same, and we love that energy. But if we were going to leave a city, let's try to spend more and more time. I said to him, maybe we need to get up to four months, someplace that is slower, that is more off the beaten path and really see, do we get bored or do we enjoy this slowness? So I'm curious, what are the other ways that you could workshop your life, is that, that you are wondering if you want to make a career shift. You're wondering if you would be happy doing a certain thing. Can you intern there? Uh, can you volunteer? Can you shadow someone? Um, we, we are not accepting interns at Dean Street Society, but as I say that, it occurs to me, I think there are probably a lot of people who are entrepreneurs that are stuck wondering whether or not they should move forward, or sorry, they want to, they're they're thinking about being entrepreneurs, but they have so much unknown, so much fear and uncertainty that they are not moving forward because they don't have the answer to the first 21 questions that they want to know. But it is so true that clarity comes through action. We can only know when we have done and when we have tried. And whatever it is that you are pondering, you're like, Do we wanna have kids? Do we wanna adopt? Do we wanna foster? Do we how does IVF work? How does, you know, whatever it is? Am I talking to people about that? Am I am I really being proactive? You know, if you are really wondering if you might want to foster kids, are you saying, I'm gonna be proactive about that? I know it's a couple years off, but I'm gonna start now. I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to read books. I'm going to have conversations with people because I think clarity, because I know clarity is going to come from action and that doesn't mean I adopted and then I was like, you know, this isn't, I didn't I didn't know what I was getting into. We've talked about that with a dog. We've been like, maybe before we get a dog, we should uh, house sit for, or we should dog sit for our friends in our building. Maybe we should foster a dog for a little while. They have like, that at our local shelter where you can kind of foster until they get adopted. Um, Should we do something like that to really make sure, should we workshop this? What is it like to live in an elevator building and to go up and down every day as you take the the dog out for walks and to go to the bathroom and all of that? Uh, What is the the thing that you are wondering about? And is there a way that you could workshop it? And it does not specifically have to be about travel, but whatever it is in your life, or Enjoy the daydream and be okay with those things in our life that also are just the daydream. I follow an account of someone who on Instagram who lives in the English countryside. I don't think that I don't picture Jeremy and I ever living in the English countryside, but it feels like a lovely respite in my day. I love watching her life. I think it's really beautiful. I'd love to go visit, but I don't have that yearning. And so I'm totally okay with the fact that that's just a daydream that I enjoy. I follow women on Instagram that are, they'll go to the Venice Film Festival and sort of these like magical things where they get to wear these glamorous gowns. And I don't actually believe that I would want that life and everything that comes with that. But it brings me joy. It goes a little bit back to what we talked about last week with the mindfulness on Instagram. I'm not thinking, oh, why isn't that me? I'm actually like, no, I've kind of mentally workshopped through that. And here's why that business model, that lifestyle, whatever, doesn't actually resonate with me. So now I'm not thinking, oh, why isn't that me? I do know why it isn't me. Uh, I've had many of you DM me about the morning city views that I've been sharing more frequently on Instagram. A lot of times when I get up in the morning, I'll do a little pan of the city since we have this absolutely magical view. And I started getting DMs from you saying, I just want to let you know, that I love doing that. I'm a suburbs girl. I've always lived in the suburbs, but there's part of me that just dreams of being in New York, and I just love that I get that little glimpse. And the fact that you do it regularly just kind of makes it feel a little more of my like, you know, morning routine. So, I encourage you to come and follow along as we are in Mexico. Um see how my morning routine goes down there that I've been sharing. Uh we will share some of the pros or cons that we're experiencing. It is only three weeks. It is not the same thing by any means of moving somewhere, but it is the longest we've spent in someplace slower that isn't a Paris and that isn't on holiday. We are both working remotely down there. Um, So we'll just be reflecting on that a little bit and sharing as we go and seeing how, uh, how it looks and feels for us as a couple. Um, to be down there and I'll answer any follow-up questions from this episode over on stories while we are traveling. And as always, we can continue the conversation over on Instagram. So I really hope that this has inspired you, whatever that desire is in your heart, to think about the next step you could take in talking about it, researching it, considering what it could look and feel like, getting curious and creative about how you might workshop the life of your dreams becoming your reality. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. Yes. Something I'm loving lately is having changed the alarm ringtone on my phone. Did anybody have the the specific song ringtones that you downloaded? Jeremy was asking me what mine were uh they were west wing and 90210 and he was like how do those go and i was like uh, west wing is da now it's getting too high i have to take it down a and 90210 is da na na Na, 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 na. He did not seem as impressed um, by my theme song singing. I'm sure you will have greatly appreciated it, though. So those were my ringtongs back in the day, and I, I guess I just had the normal alarm ringtone on my phone. It drives Jeremy crazy because I pre- prior to all of this morning and evening routines, I set a lot of alarms on my phone to remind myself of things. And you know, now that I'm saying this out loud, it makes a lot of sense because. I set, my, I set these alarms and then I don't pay attention to them and I snooze them. So understandably, my sweet husband wants to lose his ever-loving mind because something has gone off five times in an hour because I keep snoozing it for 10 more minutes, which now that I'm saying this out loud, I realize that is the root of the challenge I talked about two episodes ago, that at night I was ignoring my alarm when it goes off and I was snoozing it well, yeah, now I can look back and be like, I've established a, a habit. I have made that a prior thing that I don't actually listen to the alarm when it goes off. So that's some other deep dive you know, work for me to be journaling through, but the alarm just drove me crazy. And so because I am in this more mindful space that we've been talking about, and I've been thinking about my phone and my time and my attention and what's one little thing that I could shift or do, I realized that was just one other tiny area of I could make this a less jolting alarm. I could just go through and find the most pleasant, soothing sound to just also change up. Like, you know, we're used to hearing one sound all the time. So if you are looking into your daily routine and if you are setting some alarms, as I have uh, from what we've been talking about, then maybe it's just changing up what that ringtone is to realize. I associate this with wake up in the morning. And when this happens, I snooze it three times. (laughs) And I associate this with I have a phone call or I have a text message. So I need to put something else on here so that my alarms that say it's time to get ready for bed or good morning, let's wake up are a little bit more pleasant than eh, eh, eh. So... Guys, that's something I'm loving lately, but really, I think it's something that Jeremy is really loving lately. Um, And I also think we are both going to be loving Mexico. So I cannot wait to bring you along and share our adventures over on Instagram. So I will see you. I will hear you. You will hear me. We'll meet back here. Same time, same virtual place, but I will be in a different physical place next Wednesday. I'll see you there with Grace and Gumption. Till next Wednesday.